In 1 Corinthians 4, verse 7, the Apostle Paul said, For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive from God? Now, if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? God chose Paul in spite of all the drawbacks. For Paul persecuted the church, the followers of Jesus, and put some in prison, and others were killed, and Paul was standing there consenting to their being killed. Yet it is very clear by the scriptures that Jesus called Paul from heaven. Jesus had already been crucified and resurrected when he called Paul on the road to Damascus to be a minister of Jesus and made him into an apostle. Today, God calls us the same way that he called Paul. Also, as members of the body of Christ, we are called by God as he reveals the truth of Jesus to us and the truth of the scriptures to us, and we accept the truth and rejoice in the truth. Acts 26, Paul is speaking to King Agrippa. Paul says, I verily sought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priest. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. And I punished them off in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Verse 12, whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I now 
send thee to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Now, how could Paul succeed in the ministry with this kind of reputation? One time my Church of Christ cousin said to me, after I had been born again, and was telling her about the things God had shown me, she said to me, Well, I think you are a Christian. I just don't know how you can be. I just laughed. I've had people say to me, How can you do this? How can you do what you're doing? It's all very simple. It's God who called me and ordained me and taught me and put me there. He put me on radio in 1980 by what I believe to be a voice of an angel. I was asleep in the night, and I heard these words. Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I quickly jumped out of bed, wrote KWJS on a notepad, found out it was a radio station broadcasting Christian-type messages, and I said to God, Are you telling me to go on radio? See, it was unbelievable to me. I had never heard a Christian radio broadcast. You're telling me to go on radio? And I'm not a speaker, I'm a writer, I said to God. And I said, I wouldn't know how to do that. And I heard from the Holy Spirit, call the radio station manager. So I called the radio station manager and I said, God might be showing me to go on radio. How would you do that? He said, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long, and if you fit our programming, we will offer you a contract. I was broadcasting exhortations to the church within five days. How can this be? It's the will of God and it's the Holy Spirit. And whom God calls and sets in the church, he equips them for the message, for the thing that he's called them to do. So Paul says in verse 18 of Acts 26, Jesus said to Paul, I've called you for this purpose, to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they might receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith that is in me. How could Paul succeed? By the Holy Spirit, through the will of God. For nothing shall be impossible to God. At first, God sent Ananias to Paul 
even though Ananias didn't want to go to Paul. He'd heard about Paul. Acts chapter 9, verses 10 through 13. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Verse 13, Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto Ananias, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias did as the Lord said and went to Paul. He laid his hands on Paul, and when he did, Paul's vision came back to him, and he arose and was baptized. In Acts chapter 9, verse 2023, we read, And straightway he, Paul, preached Christ in the synagogues. Immediately he preached Christ. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is this not he that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem and came hither for that intent? that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest? But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is the very Christ. And after that many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill Paul. Acts chapter 9, verses 26 through 29. And when Saul, Paul, was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples. But they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. He'd been killing the Christians. And now he comes to them saying, Jesus is Lord. Is this a trick? Is Saul trying to catch us, to take us to the high priest, as he's done in other places? 
Verse 27, But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto him how he, Paul, had seen the Lord in the way, and that he, Jesus, had spoken to Paul, and how he, Paul, had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Verse 28, And he was with them coming in and going out at Jerusalem, and he spake boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus, and disputed against the Grecians. But they went about to slay him. Now, it's not at all unusual for the Jews to try to slay the apostles of Christ. It's not unusual today for the churches to try to slay the prophets of God by silencing them and saying, don't speak to us. God gave the Apostle Paul many revelations to share with the church. Yet Paul described his speech as being weak and contemptible. Why didn't God choose somebody that could speak well? God does not draw his people by the flesh of man to himself. God draws us by the Spirit of God. God does not allow us to glory in men, but rather we glory in God and in the Word of God and in the Spirit of God. Paul described his speech as weak and contemptible. 2 Corinthians 10.10 For his letters, they say, are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. 2 Corinthians 11.6 Paul says of himself, But though I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. Some people in the time of Paul didn't even consider that Paul could be an apostle. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, Paul says, Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not ye my work in the Lord? If I be not apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you, for the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. 2 Corinthians 11, 5 Paul says, for I suppose that I was not a whit behind the very chiefest apostles. But Paul did not come to the church with clever worldly sayings, with being a great orator. And Paul explains it this way. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 
verses 1 through 5. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. He didn't try to lure people to himself by telling them clever stories and making them laugh and entertaining them. He spoke the word of God so that their strength would be in God and not in the cleverness of men, which is totally futile. Many preachers today try to find things that make people laugh, to be clever in front of their congregations, to draw themselves to the meetings with cleverness of their own selves, entertaining with music, entertaining the congregations, getting bigger crowds. Jimmy Swigert many years ago, went to an ad agency named Michael Ellison Advertising Agency because he said he was tired of these small audiences and he wanted their help to get more people to come to his meetings. His own ad agent told me this. They told Swigert, they said, well, quit preaching so much and instead play the piano and do music. Entertain the people. So when Swigert did that, instead of four or five hundred people coming to a meeting, there would be two or three thousand entertaining the people. Well, Paul wouldn't do that. He said, your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Paul had an infirmity in his flesh. It seems to have been eye trouble by what his description was in the books of the Bible. And that infirmity made him less attractive, less desirable. He prayed three times that this be removed. But God explained it to Paul as follows. 2 Corinthians 12 Verses 6 through 9, Paul says, For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that which he heareth me to be. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. 
And he, God, said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, Paul says, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. A person might want to be an English teacher. And if you did, you probably would go to college and earn a degree in English and get certification as an English teacher. But things of, that are spiritual are not done that way. We are called by God and ordained by God and set into the body of Christ as God wills and given the Holy Spirit by God. Many today have tried to put themselves into the body of Christ and into the ministry without having the Holy Spirit of God or being called by God or being ordained by God. Jude verse 17 But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that they told you there should be mockers, copiers, in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. I heard Kenneth Copeland at a meeting say that he looked at Kenneth Hagin as he preached and said, I can do that. So he got Hagin's tapes, went into his garage, spent two weeks memorizing the tapes of Kenneth Hagin and went out and preached and became very famous. He was very good looking and had a wonderful singing voice. And thousands and thousands of people attended his meeting. In 1982, God said to me, Kenneth Copeland is Antichrist. At that time, Kenneth Copeland's mother was one of my best friends. I, I was just so shocked, bewildered. I didn't know what to do. But when I watched him, he, he doesn't have the Spirit of God. He's a wonderful performer. But there's a fierceness with him on a platform. Beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers, people who copied other people in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit of God. These ministers who put themselves into the ministry by the will of men are anti-Christ, opposite to Christ. They preach many doctrines that are opposite to the Holy Bible Scriptures. They and their followers will be destroyed by Jesus when Jesus comes to judge the world. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 8 through 12, when Jesus returns, then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth 
and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. They didn't receive the scripture. They wanted to change it. It didn't make sense to their mind. One scripture says the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. That's in Matthew 5.32. That makes no sense to the natural mind, and churches leave that out. They don't quote that scripture, and they allow divorced women to marry men in their church building. That's what God is talking about when he talks of the falling away. Churches will fall away from Scripture and set up other doctrines. The falling away of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where Paul speaks of falling away, God said to me, the falling away are not people leaving the churches. The falling away are the churches leaving the scriptures. That's Antichrist. That is the end time apostasy which we see today all around us in both Protestant and Catholic churches. They receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. The real ministers of Jesus today are those who are called by Jesus from heaven and set into the New Testament church as his ministers to the body of Christ. They are called by Jesus, ordained by Jesus, taught by Jesus, from heaven by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8 and 11 through 15. Wherefore he saith, when he, Jesus, ascended upon high, went into heaven after the crucifixion, when he was raised into heaven, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Verse 11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up 
into him, into Jesus, the word, in all things, which is the head, even Christ. God calls whom he will and sets those persons into the body of Christ and ordains some to the ministry of Jesus today. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you.